Hello everybody, welcome back to Discussing Doodles. The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a different animation studio each week. Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead. So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Final disclaimer, when we get excited, we tend to swear. Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You You have have been been warned. Hello. Welcome back to Discussing Doodles. Uh, I'm Mark. I'm Luke. I never remember whether we introduce ourselves or not. I think... Sometimes don't. Yeah, I think it's just whenever we feel like doing it. Feel like it. Yeah. Um, we have we ha- we can talk to each other today. We we can, thank God. <laughs> Hopefully it stays. Yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare last time. So if anybody did listen to the entire episode, thank you so much. I yeah. apologise, A, for how dodgy Luke sounded. <laughs> I apologise, B, for the fact that it cut out halfway through. And I apologise, C, that we developed lisps for the final, <laughs> final seven minutes or so. so I don't know bizarre. what that was about. So weird. No idea. Blanca. Yeah, the <laughs> the technical difficulties were strong last they were. week. It was the uh, the open season curse. It really is, isn't it? That's going to be a thing. <laughs> but we we managed to kick off 2021 with a discussing doodles record, though. We <laughs> we did. I mean, not the best record in the world, <laughs> yeah, but, but it is something new. <laughs> the first movie to score. In the 30s, oh. 37 out of 100. That's rough. That is bad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is bad. Hopefully it's um, it's a bit different today. I think um, it might be. So yeah, so last last week it was Open Season 2, which did even worse than Open Season 1 by <laughs> nearly, nearly 10 points worse. It was 9 <laughs> points worse than the first one and we weren't sure that we were going to get anything worse than the first we, one. we were that's shocking <laughs> amazing though i mean yes <laughs> it's so yeah. good um i mean yeah great um this week it is uh warner brothers animation studios is that what they call themselves i think so yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it <laughs> yeah it sounds nice um and their movie uh quest for camelot yes great movie i'm in love with this film yeah i i really enjoyed it do you know what this you know how last week i was saying that open season two was that brand of animation that i absolutely despise yes right quest of camelot is that brand of animation that i absolutely adore yeah complete opposite end of the scale complete opposite yeah Yeah. i was just like my, <laughs> this is gonna sound so fucking stupid. <laughs> but my heart was like so full the whole way through. Honestly, watching such a like lovely animated movie. I I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I'm expecting a high score. I am too. You know, I think there's only one thing that's gonna let it down. Okay. Oh, oh, meaning like out of the categories we go through, oh. I think it's. <laughs> I thought you'd like seen something in the film that you weren't happy with. I hate this particular bit. Oh, I hated Cornwall. <laughs> what a bastard! <laughs> yeah, no, I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just think its legacy isn't as big as some of the other films we've had this series. For sure, but yeah. I think it will do fairly decent in the other categories. Yeah, I think so too. We'll see. 
Um, so I guess we should jump straight in. I guess so. What's the point in hanging around? Yeah. Um, so story, Luke. Story. Uh, this is a 1998 musical fantasy film. Nice, says you, John. Getting the John out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is kind of really up my street i think an animated musical fantasy film sounds perfect yeah doesn't it and like yeah. i think that's what you were like getting at like a traditional animated musical movie is yeah is, love it it's always gonna go down well with the reed brothers i think specifically and i know this has been like really picky on it but specifically with that kind of 90s feel yeah the 90s thing is, 90s animated movies were good so good so, so good, good. Uh, this is a good example of that so the basic story for those who don't know is uh we've got a little we've got a little team of kaylee garrett devon and cornwall and aiden who are on a little quest a little one quite a big one actually to (laughs) find the legendary sword excalibur which has been stolen uh stolen but gone missing (laughs) right (laughs) there was there was a thing that happened um and there's an evil character called ruba who is also after excalibur so it's kind of a race and a quest all at the same time yeah um, and they're attempting to find the sword to take it back to camelot and king arthur that's like the basic basic story um i enjoyed the basic story though yeah did so did I. it's based on a book right yeah apparently it is um i, oh, I imagine that's got to be on your read list somewhere in the future though. i mean probably i do like reading about um the books of movies i love to see the difference between the two also because you, I mean, part of your um, YouTube channel is that at the moment you're doing a reaction series to BBC's Merlin. I am. Um, which is obviously set in this Arthurian Britain. Yeah. Um, so I imagine from your perspective, it was probably quite interesting to look at this world that you're so familiar with at the moment because you're engrossing yourself with it every, within it every week. Yeah, I'm very much in the uh, world of Camelot at the moment. <laughs> With the Excaliburs and all that sort of thing. It's very much my life at the moment. It is um, a great world though, isn't it? It is, and it's such a it's such a British classic world. Isn't it? So bizarre. But yeah, it's based on a book called The King's Damozel. Dam Damozel? Damsel, I guess. Damsel. It's just got an O in the middle of it, which is really oh, weird. Dam- Damsel. I don't know. I Interesting. Don't know so yeah, it's by Vera Chapman and it was published in nineteen seventy six. Okay. Oh, it's part of a trilogy. Oh, nice. There's a another book called The Green Knight and another one called King Arthur's Daughter. Right. Okay, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, um, originally Warner Brothers started to plan this in 1995. That's a really good year. Mm, what happened in that year? Oh, I don't know. I was born. <laughs> Toy Story came out. Toy yeah, Story came true. out. That's what it was. That was the important thing. Yeah, and Pocahontas. Don't forget <laughs> Pocahontas, her. She's a queen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, they, they announced Warner Brothers that they were going to do a film called The Quest for the Grail, right. uh, which saw a girl called Susanna on a mission to find the Holy Grail to save her sister from an evil knight. Um, and I think that kind of plot line sort of hung around i mean she's yeah. not she's not called susanna but she's definitely a girl on a mission there's an evil knight and she does sort of save her mum which i guess is similar to saving her sister yeah so but i think the plot elements were there from the beginning whether the quest for the grail is based off the book or not i have no real idea it's confusing no, 
it's yeah, confusing. Yeah, that is confusing. Um, but yes, but when they started doing all the work on it, I mean, you've probably got this bit in animation. I don't know, but a lot of the animators moved on to Space Jam. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. So no. they like dropped out of this film and went on to Space Jam instead. And then there was later after that, once they'd lost loads of animators, the directors and the producers all fell out, and people were fired, yeah. and there was like big disagreements. The tea sounded piping hot. In didn't Warner they Brothers. have to? They had to recast Arthur. Yes, they had Christopher Reeves in. Yeah. He was set to play Arthur, but he was later busy. Apparently, I don't so think... I, yeah, I think he recorded like mo- like most of his original lines, and then after the rewrites, he couldn't come back and do the rest. So they had to redo everything with a new actor and recast. Yeah, gosh, yeah. So a lot of hiccups. Yeah, big drama to get this so film. much. And I, I'll, I'll get onto it more when we get to animation. But there is, unfortunately, and because 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 I do love the animation of this movie, but there are some instances where it just falls short yeah and i would assume that was due to the fact that those those probably probably those little scenes or little bits that i noticed mm-hmm. were after the the walkout I yeah guess. i guess so yeah um somebody said i can't remember who but they said it was a really hard environment to work in for a time but right. once the production sort of came back up again i think everybody was happier yeah but yeah a lot of drama surrounding the quest for cams yeah yeah um but yeah but the story fine. itself it, it's uh like you said it's a kind of basic story it's a, it's a quest yeah quest for camelot yeah um says, that does exactly what it says on the tin <laughs> it does what it? it says on the tin and i wouldn't want anything more from it no really. me neither so it was fine um but yeah i mean it's not it's not going to blow you away no it's not the best like you know plot i've ever seen of a of a movie but there are some little moments that i really enjoyed yeah it's like you say i think it, it just does what it says on the tin and i think like you were saying it just it it does the job of making you feel a bit happy and it's a nice yeah. bit of escapism it's got some good songs in it a nice story to follow good characters and there's like dragons and griffins and <laughs> trees that come to life and all the fun shit yeah that's what you want isn't it yeah so what are you going to score it for story? Do you know what? I think I'm going to give it a nice eight. Eight? Okay. Like a solid eight. Yeah. I think I'm going to I'm gonna be a little bit harsher than you and give it a seven. Um, just because it, it is quite simple, isn't it? It is basic. Yeah. Um, but okay, I like characters. that in my little brain. <laughs> <laughs> check your brain at the door. Isn't that what they said about Open Season 2? <laughs> yeah. Check, check your brain at the door. I've never picked it up since Open Season. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay so characters uh walk yeah. us through the characters we have well we've got kaylee is the main character who's voiced by jessalyn gilsig i hate names yeah <laughs> um <laughs> we'll just go with that that's fine do you know who she is no terry schuster <gasps> no way yeah the bitch from glee Pretend... have you got her singing voice yes that's andrea core of the cause Shut your mouth. Yeah. Well, we both just dropped really good bombshells on <laughs> each other. Bombs on each other, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, that's, um, well, yeah, that's Kaylee, the core of the cause. Kaylee's just voiced by all these crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. There you go. There you go. So she's a good main character. <laughs> she is, yeah. Um, and she's the one who goes on the quest. And I really like her because she's not your, like, girly girl. But she is at no. the same time. She's just cool, man. Yeah, no, she is. But she's... um. 
she she kind of well, she, I think she she looks up to her dad, doesn't she? Yes. Which I think is kind of cool for an animated movie because you often have sons that look up to their dads or yes. daughters that look up to their mums. Yeah. To have a daughter that looks up to her dad is actually kind of really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she definitely nice... wants to be that sort of a knight yeah. thing, doesn't she? Yeah. She doesn't want to be like the damsel, the princess. She wants the to damoiselle. be the damoiselle. <laughs> she wants to be the fucking knight. Yeah. And she's good at it too. She is. Um, and then we've got Garrett, who's this hunky blind man that she meets in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and his singing voice is Brian White. Really nice voice, Brian. Do you know who he is? I know who he is. Tell me. Um, you know the song um, From This Moment On by Shania Twain? Yes. He does oh. He does a version oh. of it with her as a duet. <laughs> I knew that. We were talking and about Brian White. <laughs> we literally were. And the so in the chorus of that song, it's one of my favourite songs in the yes. world, by the way, so I could talk about it forever. In the chorus of that <laughs> song, you can hear uh, man's Man. harmonies. That's Brian White. Brian. So there you go. This is another another Yeah. There as well. Oh, my God. Go on. We've got Brian White. Yeah. He's <laughs> got is... a great singing voice, hasn't he? He does. He's got... I hate to bring other Bryans in, but he's got a Brian Adams flair. Yeah, for sure. I feel. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Ruba, the bad guy, who's voiced by Gary Oldman. Yeah. One of, the, one of the best actors ever. Honestly. I... I... Like I struggle to think of, and this is just my opinion, but I struggle to think of an English actor that is more of a chameleon than Gary yeah, Oldman. He like he can play a role, and I can honestly go through the whole film and not realise it was Gary Oldman the whole time. Yeah, you Until, can tell him as anything. That's yeah, the thing. someone will tell me, "Oh, that was Gary Oldman." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you could like if they said, "Oh yeah, um, we're doing," uh, I don't know. Um, Mamma Mia 3, but um, but Meryl Streep's not coming back for Donna, but Gary Oldman's going to play it. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he'll <laughs> like, do it. You know I mean? He'll do yeah. it. He'll put his heart and soul into it. He'll look yeah. just like her because he can change his face somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he'll yeah. sound just like her because he can change his voice his as voice well. somehow, yeah. He's just yeah. unrecognisable. He brilliant, really is, brilliant isn't actor. he? He's yeah. insanely good. Um, and then we've got the comic relief in Devon and Cornwall, the two-headed dragon, who are voiced by Eric Idle and Don Rickles. Eric Who, Idle's second appearance on Spets and Doodles. And Don Rickles. Don third. Rickles. Third. Yeah, third. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Eric Idle was in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, our Christmas yeah. special. <laughs> and Don Rickles is Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. It took me a little while to um to 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 kind of figure that out because it, it really disorientated me because I knew going in, I know who Eric Idle is, obviously I'm mm. British. Um, so, I'm I'm <laughs> so, so i went in expecting to hear eric idle but the last thing i'd seen eric idle in he was playing slyly the fox in rudolph and he was putting on like a new yorker accent oh, yeah right but then don rickles speaks with that kind of accent yeah. so when when you've got one head speaking like eric idle in an english accent and then a new yorker accent coming out of the other mouth i was so confused <laughs> were you like, like does eric idle do both heads yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was just like wait what's going on hang on <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. confused. <laughs> and then uh moving on, we have <laughs> sorry. Juliana is Kaylee's mum, voiced by Jane Seymour, not Henry the Ape's wife. Not Henry the Ape's wife. <laughs> Another Jane Seymour. And I understand that she has one hell of a singing voice as well. Um probably the best. 
<laughs> the best singing voice, um, her singer, her singer, her singing, <laughs> the person who does her singing voice is Celine Dion. Wow. The the queen, the, the queen. I'm yeah. obsessed with her. And like the first word that came out of her mouth when she sang, I was like, oh my God. And I just text Mark straight away. It was like, Celine Dion's in this film. It's my new oh. favorite movie. <laughs> Couldn't believe. So we got The Cause, Brian White and Celine Dion. Fucking hell. With Gary Oldman, Eric Idle, and Don Rickles chucked in for voices. Just, just for banter, yeah. Whoa. And then, I mean, we had Christopher Reeves as King Arthur, but as we said, he couldn't do it. So they got Piers Brosnan. Yeah. Speaking and... of Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. And speaking <laughs> of Mamma Mia, luckily he didn't sing in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, it definitely wasn't his singing voice. It wasn't. It was a guy called Steve <laughs> Perry, and he sounded lovely. <laughs> he did. Bless Piers. Like, he Dear old it, Piers. Like, I give him thumbs up for, for his time in Mamma Mia. Absolutely. I props like, I, props yeah. for doing it. You know? Yeah, big time. Um, and then we had Aiden, the Falcon. <laughs> Yeah, who was voiced by Frank Welker? <laughs> of course, yes, he <laughs> Which, to get that in. Like he's just discussing Doodle's royalty by this point. He actually is, and he I, actually is. I actually, which is this is going to sound really bad. I recognised his voice before I looked it up. <laughs> so I watched the end credits. Um, oh, okay. Because, just because I like they, they, I just left them running after I'd finished watching the movie, and I was looking at the sort of um, the voice cast, and it, uh, for some of the for some of the characters, it sh- to- told you about who their lead animator was, and uh, so I was seeing, trying to see if I recognised any names. Um, and then when it came up with um, with Aiden, and it said Frank Welker, I, I literally clapped. I was like, "Yes, come on, Frank. <laughs> yes, Frank, come on, Frank." It's so weird. He did a specific noise. And he's playing a like a falcon, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but he did the noise, and this isn't to say that Aiden sounded like a monkey, but he did a noise that sounded so much like Abu, who is Frank Welker, that I was like, Oh my god, it's Frank, isn't it? And I quickly grabbed my phone and I like looked it up and I was like, Frank Welker, <laughs> back in the building. I think we so, should start a Frank Welker um fan club. Oh my god, we should, shouldn't we? We should have a Twitter, an Instagram, a Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Stop discussing doodles. Let's just do the Frank Welker like podcast. Honestly, I love him. We still get to do all the same movies because yeah, he's in them all. He's in everything. <laughs> I love Frank Welker. Um, so I'm a big fan of the cast and the characters of this mm. film. In short, after all that discussion, yeah. It's a real good bunch of fictional characters and it's a real good bunch of famous people. It is. Um, I'll tell you my favourite thing about Garrett. Go on. Um, obviously he was he was blind. Yes. Um, and he'd he'd kind of um learnt to use his environment to his to his advantage. And he was obviously helped out by Aiden, who we at the end of the movie learnt was actually there on Merlin's command. Yeah. Um, which was cute. Um, but what I really liked about his story in this is that he, in the, like, it's this is this in this kind of movie you expect the blind character to meet Merlin at the end and get his sight restored. Yes, but Garrett didn't need that. No, he was perfectly fine without his sight, and he didn't need it restored. It was kind of the fact that he didn't have it was what like kind of made him him special. Yeah, in a way. yeah. Um, and I love the fact that they didn't just do a magical rectify at the end. Oh, happy ending. He can see again. No, he he lived blind and, you know, he he fell in love with Kaylee because of who she was, not because of what she looked like. 
That's so stuff, true. So. It's very pure, that, isn't it? Yeah, I and just he, really like that. He sort of had a comment, didn't he, that he felt like he could see through her because she was so enamoured by everything. Yeah. So the pair of them are actually, like, adorable couple. Yeah, they really were. They really oh, were. I love the characters. Okay, what are you going to score the characters, then? A nine. Wow, okay. <laughs> I, I was really gonna go, like them. I was going to go eight. Okay. I mean, like, I know, like, Arthur and Merlin and all of them, weren't invented for this but no, like true. you know the sort of main ones like your Devon Cornwall Kaylee Garrett what a good bunch and they're yeah, they they're definitely bunch. for this and I think Ruber's pretty much made for this as well is there a Sir Ruber in Arthurian legend I don't think so I think he's supposed to be Mordred that would make sense like because I think he's the evil knight that sort of tries to fuck everything yeah. up isn't he so yeah. I think that's I don't know why the name change Mm, that's strange there's probably some sort of story and gossip behind it all but i don't know is mordred arthur's son maybe or like nephew or some something? possibly i don't know it's all yeah it's different every version you watch is exactly that's it? the thing there's, there's no yeah. actual like clear factual there's, thing there's no mordred in this version so <laughs> no, exactly it's called ruber instead fucking ruber <laughs> um so the animation um obviously it's traditional animation in its purest of forms um and it's most of the time really, really lovely to look yeah. at. Yeah. Um, the way it opened with like the birds flying and stuff was just like, um, it, like it gave me it gave me proper like Disney Renaissance vibes. Yeah. Um, which is obviously every animated movie that comes out in the nineties, be it Disney or not, they are going for that Disney formula. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Because it works, and it they does. know it works, so they're going for it. Um, and it just, uh, yeah, it was at certain points, it just looked fantastic. Um, and a lot of the character designs, when they're on model, yeah, are great. Yes. But as I mentioned earlier, there were a few times where it just slipped a little bit. Yeah. And it's it not so much were. that it ruins the film for you. No. It doesn't detract from the, from the film. It just, like, if you're watching it from a discussing doodle standpoint and, you know, looking for those kind of things, then you go, oh, Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It reminded me, not in the quite same like instance, but do you remember when we watched um The Return of Jafar? Yes. And it was a fact that some of it had been animated in Japan and some of it had been animated in Australia. Yeah. And you could tell the difference between what bit had been animated in which studio. Yeah. Um it was that this was a bit like that. So you could tell that there was something wasn't working as well somewhere as something else. Um, now, what you said earlier about the, the animators having to leave, that might be the reason. I hypothesised yeah. when I was making my notes that there was there were two animation studios working on this predominantly. Right. One, one in Glendale in California um, and another in London. So I wondered as to whether that was why it was a bit disjointed. But it might be a mixture of things, I guess. That could be. Yeah. Um, well, this isn't discussing doodles anymore. This is like... like I don't know. Theorizing doodles. Theorizing doodles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, but but it was it was it was traditional animation, all hand drawn. Um, I would assume it was digitally coloured um, because mm. it was slightly crisper than than say what you experienced in the eighties. And by the by the late nineties, I'd imagine that most other studios would have adopted that uh, that technique from Disney. So, so the first digitally coloured movie just in case you don't know, is The Rescuers Down Under in 1990. Right. Um, but other studios still carried on doing, like, colouring via paints on clear cells. 
but Don Bluth continued doing it that way for a little while um, up until Anastasia. So it was sort of towards this sort of area of, of history, sort of like the late 90s that the other studios started picking it up. So I imagine by this point, Warner Brothers are doing it via the computer rather than paints. Yeah. Um, and also when, when you uh, colour via uh, a computer, you're able to add uh, those sort of shadows. So, you, you know, those sort of soft shadows that you see on that kind of animation. Mm. You can't do that with paint and cell um, because it's, it's flat, flat based colours. You can do shadows, but they're, they're sharp shadows. They're like harsh shadows. So, for example, The Little Mermaid, which is the last movie that use, for Disney that uses that um, type of animation, there are shadows in Little Mermaid, but they're, they're straight line shadows rather than like blood. Um, I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. No, go, I like it. <laughs> um, but this, this movie, I think, I, I, this is the thing, I, I couldn't find much on the animation on the internet. So this is all just coming off of what I am, again, theorising and <laughs> hypothesising. Um, but the other thing segment. I noticed, <laughs> yeah, uh, I just try, just try and like, just sort of figure out what the animation was. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a CGI uh, part of the film as well, which there was, was that giant rock ogre. The troll, thing. yeah, ogre. That's it. Um, it to me, it, it wasn't great CGI. No, um, but I was reading up on it, and apparently, it's like at the time, it was the 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 software they used for that CGI was the software that was used for sort of special effects in live action movies. Wow. Um, so they thought it was really good back then, but you know, yeah. it's a bit dated looking at it now, but it, it fit fine. And again, yeah. in that sort of era of the late nineties, everybody was experimenting with putting a little bit of CGI into a mm. traditionally animated movie. Everyone was doing it. Yeah. You know, um, DreamWorks were doing it. Uh, Disney were all Disney over were doing it. it. Yeah. Like all over that, like Hercules with a Hydra. Mm-hmm. and things like that so you know it was a, it was a it was a popular thing to do at the time so you know and i actually like it yeah you you have said before that you like cg when it's there to enhance yeah 2D. the ones that do it the best the very very best in the world at it are the rugrats movies oh yeah <laughs> i've said that before yeah and they use cgi in the most perfect way but i thought it was used it was used fine here um yeah so yeah i mean i was I was not disappointed with the animation. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I can't give it full marks because it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was of, of a high standard. So what I've done is I've gone back and listened to Cats Don't Dance, which was the last Warner Brothers movie oh, that we yeah. did. Um, because I thought the animation was probably of the same standard as yeah. Cats Don't Dance. But Cats Don't Dance, they remained on model the, the whole way. Yeah, he, he laughing because I tripped over my words. Yeah, it sounded like you said, "Cats don't stance." Cats don't stance. It's really to say, cats don't dance really fast is actually quite difficult. I'm not going to attempt. I'm just going to call it CDD. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the animation in CDD that the uh... <laughs> I hate that <laughs> CDD. Um, <laughs> the characters never went off model. Right. So what I've decided to do is take my score from Cats Don't Dance and minus one. Minus one. Um, Fair. So my score for Cats Don't Dance was eight, so I'm going to give this one a seven for animation. Nice. Yeah, I feel like I might agree with you because sometimes I was looking at it and I was like, this film is beautiful. Mm. And then sometimes I'd look at it and I'd be like, whoa, this film's rough. <laughs> <laughs> like, interestingly, you brought up Return of Jafar because sometimes I'd look at it and I think this is like a cheap disney sequel yeah and then sometimes yeah. i'd look at it and like you said like with the opening and stuff you think oh my god this is like a proper disney film 
Yeah. So it's like weird. It was like a weird mixture of the two. So I think I might give it a little seven as well. Cool. Yeah, I think it, 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 like like I said, it, that's a that's a fair score for it. I think mm. because it's it was good. It was, but it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. Okay, let's talk about the music. Let's the music. <laughs> so the score and background music was done by Patrick Doyle, who I know him for doing the Goblet of Fire. Okay. Um, but he. And I, th- I feel like I heard bits of Harry Potter, particularly in the dragons and things, but I don't know if I was just weirdly mentally linking that to Goblet of Fire. We saw the dragons. Goblet of Fire at the um, Royal Albert Hall, didn't we? We did. Yes, yeah. that would so have been Patrick's music. We've heard Patrick's music live. Oh, yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's also done some good films. So he did Brave. Um, he did the first Thor movie. That's quite hard cool. to say. Um, first Thor movie, yeah. I want to say Thirst. <laughs> and yeah. I am oh, quite thirsty for Thor, so it's all right. Like the upcoming Thor movie. Oh, I want, yeah. like, I want to, it's called Love and Thunder, which yeah. is also hard to say, Love, Love and Thunder. Thunder. It is. I also sometimes just want to say Thor four yeah thor four that, it's like thor four or thor, thor, thor. Thor. Thor, thor. <laughs> develop lists again bloody thor <laughs> um patrick joy also did the music for the live action cinderella film and most recently did murder on the Orient express and will be doing death on the nile as well so patrick's a good boy um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then we had we had some actual songs in this film as well mm. uh Composed and written by Carol Bayer Saga or Sega, and then David Foster as well. They did the songs, um, and I have four that I'd I'd like to shout out because they were my favourites. Go ahead. Um, I stand alone. That Garrett sang mm-hmm. quite possibly the best one. Yeah, that was my favourite one. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, and then uh, On My Father's Wings, which was Kaylee's, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, the Prayer, because Celine. <laughs> and then Ruba's song is fun as well, because who doesn't like a bad guy song? Ruba's song is the most confusing song in the world, because yeah. it's not... It- it's not a song. Do you see what I mean? In the video we filmed, when I said yeah. to you, it doesn't have a tune, but it's <laughs> yeah. good. I like, just remembered in my head, like, enjoying it. So I yeah. says, I say in the video, I say, um, oh, Ruba's song's really good. And then you're like, it doesn't have much of a tune. And then I knew exactly what you meant when I was watching it, because I was like, like, it's almost as if, like, he's just on the verge of a, he's about to start the song. Yes, and the then pulls through. back. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally, like, there's not really a tune at all. Yeah. But it's a bad guy living his best moment, so I yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really great sequence in the movie as well, with all his henchmen becoming these kind of mechanical monsters and things. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a really cool scene. Yeah. It is, and I think that's probably why it stood out to us as kids. Yeah. Um, but the song itself... <laughs> But I Stand Alone, The Prayer, and On My Father's Wings are absolute yeah. bangers. Like, I Stand I, Alone was, was fire. Wasn't it? I so urge good. people to go onto YouTube and find these songs because they are actually worth listening to. Are they watching. on Spotify or anything? Or? Um, okay, I haven't actually listened. I found some on Spotify, but I don't think they're the movie versions. Oh, okay. uh, the only one that you can get is The Prayer by Celine Dion. Right. Uh, but I'm not sure about anything else. But worth <laughs> worth checking. Yeah, yeah. Um, have a search. But yeah, the the prayer won a Golden Globe for best original song. Nice. And it was also an, uh, nominated for an Academy Award for best original song, but it lost. 
And initially I was like, how dare it? But then I realized what well, it lost to. And I was like, that's okay. It sure, lost it? to um, When You Believe from the Prince of Egypt. Do you mean When You Believe by the Prince of Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? No, you said, you said the right thing. I was just <laughs> saying about you when you were like, oh, you'll be in my heart by Tarzan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. You really got me confused because I thought, oh, I tried so hard to say it right. <laughs> Um, I'm never going to let you live that down. You know, are you? You bastard. <laughs> yeah, when you believe is top tier, isn't it? It's so, a banger, so I'm yeah. all right with that. But honestly, I've really had a good time with the songs in this film. Cool. That I was thought... a year for animation, actually, 1998. If you think that um, that this came out, that Prince of Egypt came out, yes. that um, the Rugrats movie came out. Yes. Anastasia was 97, but uh, 97. Mulan came out. Oh God! So yeah, ninety like, is good, isn't it? That's at least four. Bi- oh, and Toy Story two, of, of course. Or was that ninety nine? No, might have been ninety nine. It was um, Bugs Life, wasn't it? Bugs Life. Oh yeah, yeah ninety eight was good. Blimey, blimey, blimey! <laughs> but yeah, I love the songs in this film. I actually would go as far as to say that, like, I put some of them on a Disney standard. Yeah, yeah. I stand alone was I, I, that is the best one. Yeah, best it's one. visually really good as well. Yeah. So if you can find a clip on YouTube, I'd watch as well as listen. Yeah, so good. Um, okay, so what, what are you going to score? I'm bouncing between eight and nine. Okay, eight or nine, I should say. I don't know which. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a eight. Eight. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to give it a nine because I really did enjoy it myself. Okay. Cool. Right, Legacy. This is where it might trip up. It might fall flat here, because I don't know if it has much of one. No, I think it was a relative flop, wasn't it? It was. So I realised that they were actually planning a stage production of it. I read this as well. Uh, But it was cancelled because of its poor box office performance, which sucks. It was going to tour with, like, medieval fairs. Yeah, it was going to be, like, arenas, like the outside arenas, wasn't it? Which would have been really, really cool. Yeah. Um, But, no, yeah, because of the poor poor reception for the movie, it it never happened, which is a real shame. Because some of those songs to hear live would have been well good. Yeah. Um, Bummer. That's all I had for Legacy. Well, I found a there's an audio book of it, which is weird to me. An audio book of the film. Not of the book. Not of the book. That's weird. I yeah. know. Uh, and it had two video games. There was okay. Quest, Quest for Camelot and then Quest for Camelot Dragon Games. Don't know what oh. the difference are. One's about dragons, I guess. But it's not much. <laughs> it's not much to yeah. go on. Um, and I think it is a relatively unknown film, unless yeah. you do... Unless you watched it as a kid, I think you're not going to know that it exists. I don't think I know. I knew it existed until you got it on video or DVD or whatever we got it. Right. Well, I think initially, I could be telling Porky's here, but I think our dad recorded it from Channel 5. I think it was on telly. I think you're right. And I think he recorded it onto a VHS. So we used to have it on that with adverts and all sorts to fast forward. That's got the minus points. (laughs) <laughs> for being on channel five, being on channel five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then eventually i got it on dvd which is yes. probably when we yeah. watched it the most yeah um yeah yeah 
I, I think obviously it, it probably has a, a legacy of sorts because I imagine in the far reaches of the of the internet of the universe, then like, <laughs> went into Doctor Who or something. <laughs> All the aliens that watch this film, <laughs> yeah, they love it on Rat Scorch Fallibatory. <laughs> <laughs> In the far reaches of the internet, I'm sure that this I'm, this is the kind of film that would have a massive niche following somewhere. Yes, I think isn't so. it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I I can't justify giving it a huge score for Legacy. It never got a sequel. It never got uh, you know, and and it is mostly forgotten. But I think it's great. Oh, it's so sad it when is, this happens. Isn't it? Isn't I hate it. It like, it, like <laughs> yeah. happened with like robots and things where I'm like. Yeah. I really enjoyed the film and had a really good time with it, but like, legacy is non-existent. Same with our Christmas mm-hmm. films. Yeah, the same that thing we did. Happened. Yeah. Um... <sighs> Do you know what? I think I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Which might sound generous, but one, I really like the film. Two, it did have some sort of video games, and they were planning a stage production. Fair enough, it flopped, but that's like cool. And then three, I gave Open Season a bit of oomph for getting Billy Connolly and that's one guy whereas this film managed to get Celine Dion, Gary Oldman, Eric Idle Piers Brosnan, Don Rickles so I'm going to give it a little bit for its cast as well. Okay so you're going to give it a five? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've spoken. Ugh, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I'm in a real <laughs> predicament. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's very tense. I feel like we're on the live shows of the X Factor when Dermot <laughs> deliberately like speaks. I've got, I've got the, um, I've got the uh, who wants to be a millionaire music in my head. You really are like making this that like reality show like tense. Yeah. yeah. Live live final bollocks. Come okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it my favorite number. I'm gonna give it four. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Wow, you you were really loud. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it was a relief that I'd finally come up with a <laughs> yeah! number. Yeah! <laughs> okay, are you ready to do some mathematics? I am indeed. Um, so, for story, you gave it an eight, I gave it a seven. Yep. For characters, you gave it a nine, I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. For animation, uh, we both gave it a seven. Cool. For music, you gave it a nine, I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. And for legacy, you gave it a five. I gave it a four. Okay. Ooh. Okay. It's done all right, you know. I'm okay we with this. At? We're looking at seventy-two. Okay, that's that's definitely fair. That's I think fair. so. Yeah. Big time. It beat Goofy, and we oh, both good. thoroughly enjoyed Goofy. <laughs> yeah. We really enjoyed that, and it's one below Fireflies, Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Yeah. So that that probably does make sense. Actually, I think so. I, I think. Ultimately, as much as I loved a Goofy movie, it probably was a better movie than Goofy. Yeah, it's more on um, Park Street, isn't it? But it definitely wasn't as good as Grave of the Fireflies. No, definitely So that not. makes sense, actually. Yeah, it does, that, doesn't that it? That actually makes sense. So It there falls you go. perfectly. Yeah. And a lot better than Open Season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a step up for the second episode of the year, isn't it? Oh my god, 37 to 72. <laughs> what a leap. That's almost double. <laughs> shocking <laughs> fuck's sake almost double wow um okay well next week it is oriental light and magic it which is. means one thing and one thing only 
<laughs> it's the third Pokemon movie. Um, so it'll be, uh, it's called Spell of the Unknown. Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, most people, if anybody does know of the Pokemon movies, would know it as the Entei one. Fun fact. Go on. The last Pokemon film I ever saw. Wow. Okay. So from series four onwards, all the Pokemon films are going to be brand new to you. Yeah, I literally stopped watching after this. Okay. I mean, I saw Detective Pikachu, <laughs> but that doesn't count <laughs> that as doesn't an animated count, Pokemon film, does it? So <laughs> Ryan was... Reynolds, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So this was the last one I watched. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Again, this one is, like the other two, it is covered in uh, nostalgia and memories for me. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's like watching it from a disgusting doodle's point of view yeah i'm keen to see because i was all over the first film like a rash like Mm. i gave it such high scores and then the second one was kind of a disappointment still good yeah kind of a disappointment so i'm kind of keen to see where three fits in yeah Mm. yeah me too cool um well uh luke in the meantime yes where can we find you uh, uh, yeah, Lukey Reed on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and obviously there's the discussing doodles draw off videos on your YouTube. There as well, is which everyone the should check out. Quest for Camelot one has been up for a couple of days, so go check it out. Give it some love. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. That one. It My is. My drawing's really good. It is. <laughs> it's not actually all the drawings in all of them. Just like a heads up, they're all shit. I mean, but... we do them with, within a <laughs> countdown, so yeah, it's, it's not five like minutes, dramatic so... art pieces. Yeah. Um, um, where can we find you, Mark? You can find me at ActuallyMJR on Twitter, at ActuallyMJR underscore 2.0 on Instagram. Um, and make sure to follow me or come and see me on Letterboxd. I don't Ooh. know if you follow people on that. I'm not sure what you do. But come and um, see me sounded weird as me. well. <laughs> yeah. Have a look at the Letterboxd, uh, which is also under actually MJR, which has all the, <laughs> all the movies in a nice list for you to see if you're a visual kind of person like I am. You um, still haven't got that one down, have you? No. Uh, one day I'll figure it out. Like one day I'll, I'll <laughs> come and it. see like, me. Perfect. And make sure to follow the show at Disc Doodles on Twitter, where all the latest discussing doodles news will be posted first. See, that ooh, sounded hot good. Goss. That, that, did. that sounded like I knew what I was saying. But you got the that one. Thing, I need to. Work it needs on work. Write yeah. a script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway thank you very much for listening it's been thank quite a long you. one this week it has hasn't it we've waffled so it's yeah. time to go <laughs> and we'll see you for pokemon all right see you next week everyone bye